Hello and welcome. I... <laughs> There's always this pause when I start. Hello and welcome and... Filler word. Thank you for joining me. My name is Issei and you are listening to my podcast. I won't give it a name because... <laughs> um, You will notice by the title, the current title is this podcast. Actually, I can't even remember the name. The name of this podcast may change. And the reason I named it that is because that is the third name uh, in a month. And it is a little joke to me and anyone who knows me that I have this great tendency to start something and then change it. And it's, <laughs> I actually feel more comfortable with this name than trying to find a name. And actually the irony was that I had recorded my first episode and I didn't publish it for about a month because I couldn't come up with a name. And it's a bit of a nod to anyone who wants to create something, whether it's whatever, a podcast, uh, a painting, uh, music, lyrics, poetry, an article, whatever you want to create, um, to just do it, you know. And I know we hear this often <laughs> and I kind of get it now because the point of it is for you it's for me it's for you know any of us to just allow our creativity to come out and allow whatever needs to be created be created and not for any other purpose other than your own enjoyment and I think that's what's stifled a lot of art and creativity is the instant judgment of will it be good enough will it get an audience Will it be celebrated? Will it be judged? Will it be criticised? And then sitting there with a blank page and infinite possibilities all of a sudden is choked to death and nothing comes out. And that has been my experience. And if something does come out and I do create, I'm all excited and lightened up and fired and the energy is flowing and I make whatever I make and then I put it out there and then the judgmental gremlins come rushing in gnawing at what I have created and just throwing crap at it and completely covering it up with judgment and criticism and the whole thing is happening in my mind. So over the years, I have, yeah, constantly been creating and changing and creating and changing and stopping and starting and making and not making and, oh, I'm doing this newsletter. Oh, I'm not doing it anymore. Oh, I'm calling it this. I'm actually going to change the name. Oh, I'm going to go do this now. Oh, well, I'm kind of going to put these together. Oh, actually, that doesn't work. I'm going to say separate them I mean I think I've had about seven names for a blog that I was writing 
since I was, I don't know, for like the last 10 years. And the irony that I was so focused on the aesthetics and how it looked and how it came across that I barely wrote anything. <laughs> like I wanted to, you know, I saw all these other bloggers and I love writing and, you know, I wanted to do lifestyle and travel and I did enjoy writing and loved it. And some of the places I went, I had the time to write and what I did write, I enjoyed. And some of the stuff that I've written has actually helped people, um, have inspired them to go somewhere. Or if they did go somewhere, they went to, you know, all the food places that I talked about and enjoyed it. But it's the expectation that something was going to come of it just stopped me from, from publishing more or doing more. And I have, I guess we all do, right? We have more drafts than we do published works. And then when I did want to go somewhere, you know, if I did have time to write about it, it just the judgment kind of stopped me from doing it. And thus I was left with crumbs um, and nothing to show for it. And it's that thought in my head of like, oh, all these people started something and then it took off. And, you know, you got to keep going and keep doing it. And sometimes maybe that's the case. And other times, maybe it's not. And the stuff I've stopped doing, I think, was correct for me because it wasn't for me to do anyway. There are plenty of people who write um, lifestyle blogs. Was I aligning with myself or was I trying to align with someone else? Was I trying to be someone else because they appear to be accepted and celebrated and if I do what they do I will be accepted and I will be celebrated and that that didn't happen (laughs) so I was asked a question by someone about this habit and they said is this a case that you are stopping the reason you stop is because you there is like this pattern self-sabotage that doesn't want you that's trying to keep you safe but is what's stopping you from succeeding or is it you are actually not meant to do this and it's just not in alignment with who you are and what you're here to do and I thought that was a great question and so I asked for some time to contemplate on it which is sort of what stimulated this um, chat now is that question and asking anyone, asking you, you know, what you're doing is or what you're not doing, is it in alignment with who you are, what you're here, what you really are here to do and we know We know when something's not in alignment. It does not feel good. It really does not feel good. And the more we start paying attention to how our body responds to things, the the stronger that communication gets and the louder our body gets. So I'm starting to really practice of like, what really feels good? Um, What really kind of ignites me? What do I really enjoy doing? And you know, writing travel articles or astrology articles or whatever, 
yeah, it was it was nice. It was fun. But I mean, you can probably hear it in my voice. I I don't think it aligned with me. You know, I we I think we're all we all have a specific gift for this world and a gift that is what we were designed to do. And so for every one of us, it's completely different. And I just think that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to do something else. So just let that shit go. And be willing to let it go. Like be willing to let like everything go and go, okay, yeah, I may have invested my entire life in this, but I'm willing to let it go and create space for what is really here. And that letting go is what creates that space for whatever needs to come in to our lives which I think will enrich our lives and make our lives better because it's what a al- what is aligned to us. So. <laughs> I just have to remember why, where, where I started the conversation. I sh- really should take notes. Anyway, so back to the name of the podcast and instead of berating myself and criticizing myself for not being able to make something and stick with it and and worrying about my reputation oh my god I had this Instagram account and brand name and then six months later I changed it to this Instagram account and that brand name and then like two months later I changed it to this and then I went down this trajectory and that trajectory and I had photos and footprints in East HIL and we've oh my god like it's it's comical at this stage all the different things that I've gone down and I thought I was sure. That's the thing is I thought I was sure. And what I've learned about my decision making is it takes me a long time to make a decision. Um, and I knew that anyway, because if I make spontaneous decisions, they totally backfire. Now, that might not be the case for you um, because we're all different. But um, if that is something that you do want to know about how you make decisions, I encourage you look up human design um, because that is how I found out I am, my decision-making, my inner authority decision-making is emotional. And it, it, it makes total sense because yeah, once again, need to take time to make decisions. And when I do, it's usually right. If I don't, uh, totally backfires in a major way. So, you know, life was telling me anyway. And instead of, cause I would just constantly criticize myself for just making a mess made a mess made a mess this website made a mess this blog made a mess of like trying to make a name for myself and trying to make a brand and blah 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 and then it was only recently where I thought hold on maybe I am meant to make a mess like maybe I am just meant to change constantly you know maybe that's me and whether it is me or not me the point is that I stop judging myself for it and stop criticizing because it just kind of perpetuates the whole drama, the whole thing. So I just decided to celebrate. Yeah, yeah, you change the name of these things all the time. That's you. That's who you are and that is unique to you. Enjoy. Celebrate that. That is your art. 
I read, I can't remember where I read it, but it was something about the fact that our lives is art unfolding, is art in the making. My life is art in the making. Your life is art in the making. And art is unique, which we are all unique. And how you make decisions and how you create your life is so uniquely you, unlike anyone else. Like, isn't that pretty cool? And just like some artists do sculptures and other artists do paintings and other artists do music, you and I do whatever we do. And mistakes are part of the art. And when there is a mistake, that can only be a mistake because it was compared to something that is meant to be right. Whereas if we are stepping forward in our life and taking one step at a time and making whatever decisions, how can they be mistakes? Because nobody else made those decisions. We are living our life. No one else is living our life. So how can it be compared to anyone else? And I just don't understand how we have conformed to some idea that comparison is a default. And that brings so much suffering and so much unhappiness. And it, like, where... Like, where did that come from? You know, is that nature or nurture? Homogenization, it appears, is causing a lot of problems. And it's preventing us from accepting ourselves uniquely as who we are. And I even see that, like, I look at where homogenization really starts. And I mean, yes, I'm pointing at school. <laughs> Because we're all told to sit down, shut up and f read and learn and just memorize stuff in books and then regurgitate them. Um, I don't see that system as really nurturing individuality and uniqueness. We're all being compared on the same system, examinations, and we're not all like that. Some of us have a photographic memory some of us don't some of us are great with our words some of us are great with our hands so you know I think the system there it already starts the homogenization and comparison process because Jimmy got an A and and Jenny got a B and then you start that that, that kind of automatically initiates comparison and then we're told to like as an adult, go out and like live your own life. And it's like, hold on, but you've conditioned me to compare myself and be like others. Now you want what? <laughs> like, where's the training for that? We've had like 15 years of training to all be the same. So yeah, I totally get it. I totally get why we're in this mess. And it really starts to, well, it's really started to come home for me when I came into my late 20s and I talk about the metaphorical book of life that doesn't exist. This big old dusty book that as you scroll down through the pages, it says, 
must be married with 2.5 kids and own a house and a car and have established career by the eight, by the time you're 30. Now we all know that's a load of BS, but the feeling is there. The feeling is there and the feeling is very strong. I mean, I really felt horrible that what appeared to be everyone around me hitting all those milestones and I wasn't and I'm in my 30s now and you know I like I don't have a house I don't I don't think I'll like I don't know if that day will ever come um and I'm the only like one of the only ones that hasn't out of the kind of the cohorts that I'm in and it's coming, it's starting to come to terms with the fact that, hold on, so what? <laughs> like, so what? This this book of life doesn't exist. Who said that we were meant to hit all these milestones by the time we were 30? Who said that? And, you know, whoever said that, are, are they the authority? Like, should we be looking at them going, we're not worthy? You know? <laughs> This, it just boggles me that even on paper, when it's kind of laid out like this, every, you know, anyone kind of who feels down about it goes, oh yeah, that makes, that, that is a load of like, why the hell are we getting so entangled in, in this expectation and comparison that we have set ourselves unconsciously and are now berating ourselves and feeling down and depressed and upset and, and wondering why. And it's like, well, because we've created all of these expectations that we are now not meeting. Like we have created our own cycle of suffering. I mean, it's kind of, oh my God, it's quite funny if you think about it that way. Um, we're all nuts. So it's that, it was it was a while ago that I had that awareness of, hold on a second. I'm upset because I don't have a car and I don't have a house and I don't have children. And I don't have this. Because other people do, because they also believe that they were meant to have this by the time, whether it's conscious or unconscious, by the way, but we feel the pressure, we feel it in our system somewhere, in our DNA, I don't know, I don't know where the hell we feel it, but I felt it, and I and it really got me down, and as I became more aware, that's when the, the sort of, the, the, the that tightness you know, the chains around me started to loosen up a bit and, and ease off a bit. And slowly, slowly, the chains kind of started to fall away. And that expectation, I think just because I became aware of it, so I shone a light on it, whereas before it was in the shadows, driving me, it was aggressively driving me and I didn't know what that was. And that aggressiveness pushing energy and you know what I mean feeling pushed to to get all this attain all this and for what have we ever stopped and turned around to see what has been pushing us and for me it was that book of life <laughs> that doesn't exist and as I developed that awareness and kind of talked about it and journaled about it and kind of just contemplated it, 
while walking or whatever. I realise that I am okay with my life. And yeah, I mean, there are, you know, it's it's up and down, right? Peaks and troughs. And there will be times where I'm like, mm, I want a house, I want my own house, I want my own home, I want this, whatever. But there's the times where I'm comfortable and at ease and content are now more often than the times that I'm not. So it's like the balance, you know, the, the kind of the scales are tipping in, in the direction of contentment um, and actually enjoying my life for the way it is now because it's my life, no one else's. And it was just so wonderful to be able to stop and turn around and look at what was driving me, look at what was pushing me and going, that's not me and I don't want any part of this. And that sort of taking my power back, as I've spoken about before, is what has allowed me to love my life and accept me and love me for who I am. And looking at that aggression and just by looking at it, it lost its power, immediately lost its power, as in the power started to diminish, you know, like a car slowing down. It didn't stop and halt in its tracks. It started to slow down because this is a practice. And it, I just, words can't describe how freeing it is to accept my life for how it is and where it is. And then start to see all the things that I was judging and that judgment now is dissipating and I'm able to see it for all the good it's bringing me yes I might not own my own home but actually I've got a lot of freedom because where I rent you know because if you own your own home there's more likely you've got a mortgage and those bring its own challenges so there's a freedom with renting that perhaps might not be with a home you own it but then there's also you know what I'm saying is there's good and bad and everything so because there's good and bad and everything, because we're in this dualistic word, world, we choose to see it the good or the bad. So it's a choice to see the good over the bad. And that's why a lot, I mean, loads of mindfulness practices um, focus on um, uh, being grateful and grateful gratitude practice, you know, in mornings and evenings when you wake up, when you go to bed, like what are the nine things or 10 things or whatever, three things I'm grateful for today because it's a training, it's a practice. Um, and I do believe that the, the sort of habits and patterns that are, you know, all the programs that are running now, we kind of can't really kick them to touch by just overriding them with positive mental, you know, PMA, positive mental attitude, we still have to work, release those patterns and release those programs by looking at them. But we can start to replace them and start to build up the habit of, of being grateful and of accepting and, you know, of releasing that judgment. Because it really is that judgment that's kind of holding everything in place holding all these patterns in place, fixing it all and keeping us absolutely miserable. 
<laughs> and keeping us constantly in this cycle of judgment. And for me, that cycle of stifling creativity because I wake up and I get inspired. I'm like, oh, I want to write this or I want to draw this or I want to whatever. And then I do it. And then the judgment comes in going, this crap isn't good enough. And who do you think you are? And what do you think you know? And you're not good enough for this world. And that's a load of crap. And you're going to lose your reputation. And oh, whatever. And then the whole creativity stifled. And I go, oh, there's no point in sharing this. And that is a cycle. And it is an ongoing cycle. And I only sort of realized recently that it wasn't that I couldn't come up with something and stick with it. It's that whatever was coming up was being choked by me judging it. And that is a whole different story. And to release that judgment is to look at what I'm doing and, you know, turning it around, going, okay, I can see that I'm judging it and I'm becoming aware of that. And how about I choose to accept it and I choose to celebrate it and I change my mind about it. And that's already allowing so much more to flow because now I can create something or write something and just go, to, just going to do it. And even if I never publish it, I've written it for my own enjoyment or created it for my own enjoyment. And I talk about writing a lot because that's, I, I love writing. And even now at the podcast, I mean, I love talking. So, <laughs> And, you know, like even with this, with like I think this is actually the third reiteration of this second episode that I've created and the first one went down one track the second went down another track and the second one was actually judging the first one I was like oh I can't talk about this uh, I'll get judged I won't be accepted I'll be you know I'll be found out um, and so the second one tried to conform with what I thought people wanted and it was so stifled it was like uh um, uh, ooh. and it was, you know, you can just tell when someone's talking shite, really, like, well, I can, um, and I'm, I'm sure you can, you can just tell, like, you just feel when someone's not being truthful, it just feels kind of like, it's like someone's grating on your skin, <laughs> it just, and then I guess you start to I start to disengage and I get a bit, my body's just like, I don't want to be here. Um, and we can tell when someone's, we can tell when the flow is there and, and when someone is being truthful. And I think that's what inspires people. And yeah, because if we're being truthful, it doesn't matter what we're saying. We could be reading off a shopping list. Although, I mean, you know, that's art. Um, it's the it's not really what we say it's the energy that's coming out when someone is being honest and I think that's what people really connect with and value with and inspires them because I I notice it when I'm with people who are open and honest and vulnerable in like a loving way as in they're comfortable with who they are I love being around those people they make me feel good because I guess it's like you know my my soul or my spirit or, or however you want to call it, like recognizes that in this other person. And it's like, yeah, that's who we are too. And they're, you know, they feel good to be by themselves. Let's learn from them, you know? <laughs> so I truly believe that, um, that we can kind of tell when, 
when it's flowing out. Anyway, I don't really know. I've kind of totally digressed. Um, but the point <laughs> of what I was saying was that whatever you want to create, just create it. And you don't even have to share it with anyone. You can just create it for yourself. And if you have created it and do want to share it, share it. And if you're scared of sharing it, ask what you're afraid of and go down the whole track. Like, you know, I had, I basically had a chat with myself and went, okay, what are you afraid of? I'm afraid of being judged. Okay. What judgment? Oh, I'm afraid that these big scary men are going to come out and go, we're never going to hire you because you are weird and whatever. And, and then I went, okay, well, would you want to work with these people anyway? Uh, no, not really. Why would I want to work with someone who doesn't like me? Exactly. So share it. Okay, share it. <laughs> so we all have something that is so crucial for this whole world puzzle to come together. We are all puzzle pieces. So I believe that we all have something to offer, whatever that is. And if something lights you up and you want to create it, please create it because the world needs it and enjoy it. Create it for the enjoyment. Just do it because you like to. If you want to dance while doing the washing up, body dance, while the arms stay still, you know, um, or put away the washing, like... <laughs> crank up that music go for it it's fun so I digressed again no I'm kind of on track anyway it's it's coming to an end here I'm coming to an end but yeah go do create enjoy <laughs>